When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the latest in reality TV and pop culture. Super excited because we have another great interview for you today. Bachelor Nation's Andrew Spencer. I've been calling him a ray of sunshine. I said it to my producer. I said it to him during our interview because he just is. He has such a good spirit and he's so funny. I can't wait for you to hear all about it. Uh, We're going to do the pop three, but first, just a little housekeeping. I I want to tell you that I'm doing a soft launch of a newsletter. So if you go to morganptalks.com and you're thinking to yourself, Morgan, you give so many pop culture updates. I can't keep up. I don't want to miss a podcast episode. I don't want to miss a Patreon episode. If you go to morganptalks.com and you enter in your email address, I'm going to send you a weekly email with everything that you might have missed that week. That includes links to the podcast, links to the Patreon. And not to mention, if you sign up for the newsletter, you might get some special gifts coming soon. But like I said, this is a soft launch. It's just something that I started doing. Um, That way, you know, you never miss out on anything that's going on. But I promise I won't spam you. I'm not going to be emailing you every day. So if you want to support, oh, and it's free. Yeah, it doesn't cost you anything. So if you want to support me in my entrepreneurial, is that how you say it? I should probably learn how to say it. Journey, you know, as a single female owned business, sign up for the newsletter, morganptalks.com. Of course, the Bachelor Brain Dump is happening on Friday, which brings us to our first headline in this week's pop three. Cat from The Bachelor is speaking out about the kiss mishap between her and Zach. So the drama on this Bachelor episode this week, you know, Besides the Jess stuff, because we'll get to the Jess stuff on the brain sump on Friday. But Kat pulls Zach for a chat before Charity's one-on-one date. She just lays one on him, just gives him a big smoocheroo right on the lips. He walks back in, grinning ear to ear, some lip oil, some lip gloss. And Allie immediately turns to Kat and was like, how was your chat? You know, everybody knew. Gabby was like, I see the oil particles on his lips. I see the rosy cheeks. Everybody knew what had just went down. Inspector Gadgets, like, on the job. Well, Kat 
addressed this, Catherine, on her Twitter, but actually deleted the tweet last time I checked. So what she said after this episode was, what wasn't shown last night were my apologies and accountability the moment I could. Unless you have been emerged in this experience, you cannot understand what comes with trying to manage the delicate balance between your friendships and your relationship. relationship. I mean... You spend more time in the house with these ladies than your potential future husband. So yes, while you are pursuing your romantic journey, I think you also have to take into consideration the mental health aspects that you're leaving for yourself, right? You do something like this, you're not going to create the best environments for yourself to be in. So at that moment when Kat kissed Zach, I was like, okay, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. I get why the other women were so annoyed and I would totally be annoyed if I were in their shoes. But like the show is annoying. The concept is annoying. All is fair in love and war and the hellscape that is The Bachelor. You know, I don't think this kiss did her any favors. You know, that one kiss isn't going to make Zach go, (gasps) she's the one. We can all leave and go home right now. So was it worth the drama that she caused for herself? Probably not. But I also don't think it's the end of the world. So like I said, we'll recap the rest of the episode on Friday's Bachelor Brain Dump on Patreon. Let's move on to headline number two. This Dumois post about Summer House and specifically someone cheating. So Summer House fans are spiraling over a Dumois submission about one cast member allegedly cheating. Um, I don't know how if Dumois verifies their sources. I have no idea. So just keep that in the back of your mind. But the post says and the subject line comes from Cookie Monster is what they say. It says, now that this reality show is back on air, seems like a good time to air some dirty laundry about a certain soon-to-be 40 cast member. Friend of a friend was hooking up with this married man last summer when the season was filming. No shockers there, given his past cheating history. Hopefully, wifey didn't sign a prenup after all. Clearly, everybody can... I mean, it's not even read between the lines. This post is talking about Kyle Cook. He's turning 40. He's the only one married in the house. Uh, you know, the sub like subject line, cook e monster, you know, but I also don't believe this rumor. Um, a friend of a friend, okay. When the season was filming, when his weekends were clearly booked and busy. I mean, every weekend, every weekend. He was filming. He lives with his wife, Amanda. They work in the city during the week. They have their own business. So I would assume they work at home. Like, who has the time? And I know people cheat on their spouses all the time, but I just don't think that this one is true. And people were really confused by it because Danielle was on Watch What Happens Live this week and Andy brought it up to her. And she says, oh, um, I actually know what this is about. It's not my tea to spill. I think that Danielle had her wires crossed on this one because Maya also revealed last week 
that her and Oliver went through a situation where Oliver had cheated on Maya. And that's essentially why they broke up. She was saying that Oliver at this point is blocked, um, that he was not who Maya thought he was. So I honestly think that Danielle didn't know the specific thing that Andy was talking about here. And she thought that it was about Maya because I've seen absolutely no other inclination, no speculation or proof that Kyle was doing anything last summer. So we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Last, but certainly not least, I've been absolutely dreading this. The Haley, Selena, Kylie drama that has just Oh, it has literally consumed us as individuals. So Kylie Jenner has lost more than a million followers on Instagram, all because of this rumored feud with Selena Gomez. So this essentially started uh, a TikToker devotedly, or as I actually really enjoy her TikTok page a lot. She spills, uh, you know, tea on pop culture and things too. What had happened was Selena got her eyebrows done, laminated, and they were like, uh, you know, Cardi B style up. And so she gets on her TikTok or Instagram or whatever. And she's like, look at my eyebrows, you guys. They are sky high. Kind of like making fun of herself. She's like, I know they look crazy, but isn't this funny? So then not long after you have Hailey Bieber and Kylie Jenner post an Instagram story like of their eyebrows. They're on FaceTime. Their face are super close to the camera. And it's like just their eyebrows. And people were like, they're shading Selena Gomez. And so everyone, obviously, that sends the internet into an uproar. I mean, nobody has come out and said, yes, we're feuding. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Kylie Jenner commented on that post saying it was silly, uh, that there was no feud. And then Selena Gomez, you know, said, you know, this is really dumb. I'm a fan of Kylie. It doesn't matter what they did. Because Kylie was losing followers left and right on Instagram, a million gone. And now Selena Gomez passed her to be the most followed woman on Instagram. But I mean, Selena doesn't care, I don't think at all. She even said, I'm too old for this. And so she was taking a social media break. So then it causes this whole wave of effects, right? Hailey Bieber starts trending because fans of Selena Gomez start, you know, searching up old tweets from Haley. We all know in the past, Haley Bieber was the biggest Selena and Justin fan. Like she loved them. She loved their relationship. She was always tweeting about it. And people say in a roundabout way that Haley, you know, stole Selena from Justin and, you know, they're married now. So what do I think about all this drama? I do think it's stupid. I do think these women are 30 years old. And if if Kylie Jenner and Hailey Bieber are shading Selena Gomez for real grow up, for real. And I'm not going to say that they weren't because too many coincidences aren't coincidences, in my opinion. Because even after all this happens, Hailey Bieber then gets on her Instagram story and she's posting something about road beauty. And she she picks the song, Calm Down, Calm Down, Calm Down. You know, the one that Selena Gomez is featured in. After all of this just happened, you're going to choose that song. And she specifically does the one that Selena is not in. So it's like, on one hand, I think it's ridiculous. But on the other hand, Hailey Bieber, you are not doing yourself any favors 
by continuing to make stupid social media decisions, you know? And I feel like people on the internet, Selena Gomez fans, even people that stand up for Haley Bieber, Kylie Jenner fans, they use every excuse to reignite the feud between Selena and Haley. I think it's one thing for Devotedly Yours to make the original video because like I said, I don't really disagree with her. However, it then spirals out of control with all the tweets from the past and the videos and the timelines. And the majority of it, from what I've seen, is in support of Selena. But at what point in time does it have the opposite effect, right? All of these Selena fans are like coming to her defense and, you know, we're here for you, Selena. We want to encourage you. We want to lift you up, which is great. People should be doing that. But then she gets to a point where she has to go off TikTok because it's overwhelming her for you page. So it's like at the end of the day, are do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I think the best thing if you're a Selena Gomez fan is to let it go. And I am team Selena Gomez in this particular scenario, but I just don't see for anybody involved, whether it be Haley Bieber, Kylie Jenner, or Selena Gomez, I don't see the good that comes out of it when Selena is so overwhelmed that she has to go off social media. Okay. Okay. That's that for the pop three. Now let's get into this week's deep dive. I am so happy to announce this week's guest. You fell in love with him on Katie Thurston's season of The Bachelor and on Bachelor in Paradise. Please welcome to the pod, Andrew Spencer. Andrew Spencer, welcome to MPT. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Where in the world are you right now? I've been stalking your Instagram stories. I hear the birds chirping in the background. Yeah, um, so I just flew in from Cabo um, in New York, um, hanging out with Greg this weekend. Uh, he, he had a boys weekend, so uh, we're looking at some fun. Oh, nice. Are you guys together right now? No, right now, no. I'm at Clay's house right now. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool, cool. What were you doing in Cabo? Uh, my best friend had just got married. Um, I was the best man. It was a very emotional weekend for me. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was a whole week. We did the whole thing, and it was beautiful. So uh, That sounds amazing. Well, thank you for coming on. I know it's been crazy for you, and I thought, you know, as an ode to the first time that we saw you on TV, I thought we could maybe start with some accent practice if you're up for it. Yeah, yeah. I only have to dust it off. I haven't used it in a while. <clears throat> I'm sure I can uh, I can find it. <laughs> no, you don't have to. Basically, what I'm going to do today is kind of just go over the biggest moments that we saw with you on the show and then catch up with what you're doing now because I'm sure life has changed a lot for you since being on the beaches of paradise. But I want to start at The Bachelorette, which was forever ago. So I know that you might have some hard time remembering it. But, you know, we'll just talk about this briefly, because I think you had one of the most romantic grand gestures of that season when you wrote the little note, if you change your mind, dot, 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 I'll be waiting. I have so many behind the scenes questions about this moment. Like, did you know that she would come running after you? No, no, I had no idea. Um, I was completely shocked when, uh, obviously, you could see my face when I turned around. Um, no, it was, it was actually one of the most romantic moments for me as well. Um, 
you know, seeing it happen back again and then living it in real time. Um, definitely probably my favorite moment on the show. Uh, I think that was just, you know, I don't know, it gave you like exactly what you look for in a love story sometimes. And I'm a big rom-com fan and it gave me the whole chase scene. <laughs> so it was like, That moment could definitely be plugged into a Lifetime movie somewhere, and it definitely would be the rom-com moment, but I know you're mic'd up in that moment, and I'm sorry. I watched it back the other day, and I felt like you were walking slowly. I was like, what did production tell you? Um, I was literally... There was no pace to it. That's just how I was walking. That's how I felt to to walk at that point. Um, It made it more dramatic, though, which is great. Yeah, uh... I thought I was I thought I was moving pretty good. Um, I know there's things that they don't want us to walk too fast so they can like catch you know you walking out. I had no idea. I, trust me, like none of that was planned. Um, it just kind of just was a spur of the moment thing. And there's a lot more that that, that goes in with it, but uh, still under contract. I don't think a lot to say. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But she comes back to you after she gets that no, and she says would you stay and you say no which yeah. kind of contradicts the note so what yeah. was your thought process in that moment um a lot of the, the thought process was i you know i just spent weeks with these guys i can you know i'm not i'm not dumb i can see who's clearly the winner here uh, or who's you know who she's leaning toward and i felt in my eyes that Blake and Greg were miles ahead of me and you know there was a reason why i went home and so i was like all right well me going home here, me coming back here, isn't gonna bode well for me. Yeah. Uh, at that moment, I was talking about if this whole show thing didn't work out with any of the people here, right? Um, on the outside, that's where I would be. So uh, it didn't happen that way. So like, yeah, that's that's what I meant. A lot, a lot of people were super confused by it. So uh, to clear it up, that's how it went. <laughs> So you being in the mix of it all and you saying, you know, you could really tell that it was going to be either Greg or Blake. In your mind, did you have a feeling of one of them over the other or were you kind of shocked with the outcome like the rest of us were? Um, No, I mean, I just knew it had to be one. It could have been 50-50 for me. Hmm. Um, I think I I think like 51-49. I think it was always Blake. But I don't think uh, she expected Greg to, you know, to catch that much feeling for Greg. I think that was uh, to see them, how they sparked as fast as it did. It was just I was like, OK, I could see that. And then, you know, we were all we were all players. Like she she like she definitely had relationships with everyone there. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. just like these guys are a bus. I just in my eyes, I was like, I don't have what they have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so that's something you just, you know, you recognize and. Oh, you find it's fine. You chalk it up. You keep moving. I mean, at the end of the day, the show is about finding your one, you know, true love. However often that happens, you know, it's debatable. Yeah. But it's not supposed to be this, you know, over the top moment for everybody there. If it was that way, it would take away, you know, the true meaning behind it. But after that, you know, it seems like you and Katie left in a pretty good place. Then she does the 12 days of messy on Instagram. And then she also does a little, you know, tea spillage session about saying she knew that she wasn't in a place to take you to hometown dates. How did that make you feel in the moment? And how are you guys now? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, you know, I just go through every day how it is. I take it with a grain of salt. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens 
post show nowadays that you're <laughs> yeah. just you kind of listen to you hear but it doesn't really have as little to no effect to um to us but um no i i think you know i think we're cordial i don't have any ill will towards her uh, you know obviously i am good friends with greg and you know how everything went down was was difficult i wish they both would handle it a little bit better but um you know hey you, know, you move on you learn and you grow uh but i do i will say uh I wish I would have got a better song for 12 Days of Messy, though. I <laughs> if you could pick one for yourself, which one would it have been? Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, but. <laughs> I'm not really either. I was sitting so, here trying to answer I, I the question even in tell my you head. The songs, but the song that I played, I think I played it. And I was like, ah, I <laughs> Okay, let's go to uh, Bachelor in Paradise. So you come in on the beaches of Mexico and everybody is already rooting for Teddy and Andrew. I mean, even yeah. before we got the cast announcement, I think everybody in bachelor nation just saw the potential that the two of you could be together. What was your relationship pre-show and was there always a crush there ever since you saw her on her season? Um, yeah, there was uh, there was a little crush. Um, I think I think it was like earlier than even the season even started. Uh, you know, you go through the cast photos and you're like looking through blah blah, blah and then you look at their social media and whatnot. And you know, I just was like, oh wow, she's you know uh, my type for one. And you know, you kind of start picturing things and mm -hmm. moving faster than whatever happens. And I was just like, oh, this is a, she's a really cute girl. And I also had more other girls that, but you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a kind of guy that wants to you know, hone in first on like the first choice. And she was always the first choice. And, you know, I sent her a message on New Year's uh, saying, I, you know, Happy New Year. I know our, our paths are going to cross at some point. Uh, that was about it. That was all I really, you know, said to her. Um, I was drunk on New Year's. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm not having no more <laughs> New Year's without having a kiss. So that was where that stemmed from. And I, I, I told her, I was like, hey, <laughs> I hope you're ready because I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might not be kissing this New Year's, but yeah. you're manifesting it potentially exactly. for New Year's to come. And that's all I did. Um, and obviously, you know, everyone else in the podcast kind of took it and ran everything with it. And it just, you know, it's not, it wasn't always, it wasn't that crazy. You know, we, we spoke very briefly. Um, and that was it. I think we wanted to do things right where we wanted to meet each other there instead of, you know, um, past shows and how they do it. And yeah. you know, if, I would, if I can do it over, I would probably just would have been like, I just would have just done it regardless. Of, <laughs> you know, that been, you know, that's my advice to future people. Like, if you're going to talk to someone, you might as well go do, do it. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had Michael on not too long ago, and we were talking about how, I mean, really, in the year 2023, it's a little naive for Bachelor Nation to think that you guys don't have conversations pre-paradise, like even regardless of whether or not you know somebody's going to be on the beach, it's like a secret society, you know, like welcome yeah. to the club, guys. And you garner friendships out of that. But if a relationship comes, I mean, who cares? Like you said, it's obviously a bit different if you already know that you guys are in love and you go down to the beach for the followers or whatever, even though who yeah. really cares about that either at this point. But I just think it's a little taboo. I don't think there's anything wrong with you sliding into Teddy's DMs on New Year's Eve. Did she ever respond to that DM? What'd she say? 
in New on New Year's. Yeah. Oh no, it was a text message. Oh, I had a text. Her. I had uh, I had been good friends with one of the girls that were on the show before the show aired, um, and she was like, "This is the girl for you, blah blah." I was like, "All right, well, let me see for myself." And obviously, and I was like, "Okay, um, I'm gonna get her number." And she was like, "Yeah." And then, like I said, she texted Teddy about it, and she was like, "Yeah, tell him to text me, whatever." I never did until New Year's. So <laughs> took some liquid courage, but we got there eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was cool. Um, she responded. It was you know, it was good banter, but nothing like nothing crazy, nothing yeah. long. Brief conversation. When she comes and asks you to you know go over to the day bed, did you know what was about to happen? Did you have a feeling deep down that it was about to come to an end for you too? Um. I don't know. I know. I knew. I knew we we weren't ever. We never hit our stride. Um, and I knew it was gonna be a tough conversation. Her eyes were red, so look, she was like crying a little bit. So I was like, all right, well, you know, this is gonna be a tough conversation. Yeah. And, you know, I was kind of braced for it. Um, and when it happened, you know, I was very calm and collected. I just, you know, I was like, all right, swallow this, swallow this. You ain't crying here. You know, it's only been a couple <laughs> of days, five days here, so you're gonna be okay. Um, and you know, you just you try to tell yourself as much as you can um, uh, about like you're gonna be okay, and make sure you're there for her, and make sure that she understands that um, you know something she did or that you just didn't work. And I think that was the most important thing for me to continue to relay, um, even though it was a tough situation. You just kind of have to roll the punches a little bit. I have to say out of, you know, watching you on KD season and then watching you on Bachelor in Paradise and even going back and rewatching some things to prepare for this, you handle heartbreak so well. Like even in the comment section of these YouTube videos, everyone's like, Andrew is such a gem. Andrew yeah. just knows how to handle heartbreak. Did you always, I mean, have you always been like this mellow kind of go with the flow or did you have to go through some heartbreaks in life to kind of get you to this place oh no i've gone through multiple heartbreaks um i'm a type of guy where um it's hard for me to dump someone you know what i mean Cause yeah I, I can't do it but like um i either don't either just i kind of like wither away like i kind of not ghost but i i, I <laughs> kinda like, you can you tell know. us it's okay yeah. but it, but if i'm like if i'm like really into somebody um it's happened before you know what i mean i've you know, everyone's like, why are you? Because so, well, guys, it's you know, it's been there. I know exactly what can expect and what can happen. So I'm just, I'm always aware of the situations, and I could feel, I like I've been here before. I know exactly what's going on. Like throughout yeah. the whole time, I'm just like, this is. I'm like trying to change this from being a reoccurring sit or situation, and it did. It happened again. So it's just like I think more. A lot of it was. uh just me, just like what, 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 what do I need to get over the hump in a way? Because I just feel like this is this is literally what happened in my last relationship, and the yeah. past relationship before that, um, and then the ones that you know I'm not interested in. Like it's so weird. It's like they want me when I'm like not super interested, <laughs> in, but when I'm like super interested, it's like ah, put the tailor off. So it's like I got to figure out how to balance it both and uh, wrap it all in. 
Today's podcast sponsor is OneSkin. And if you have sensitive skin, listen up. We got to talk about their scientifically proven topical supplements. Free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red and itchy and irritated, all the stuff we hate, their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Not only that, they're the first and only skin longevity company to target cellular senescence, a key hallmark of aging. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Say no more. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTALKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTALKS. After your purchase, they're going to ask where you heard about them. Please support the show. Support your girl. Tell them I sent you because we give credit where credit is due here at MPT. On the beach, did you ever get to a place where you thought, because of course we'll talk about Jasenia and Nancy here in a little bit, because it it's exactly like you just described it. You know, you then have two other women come in and be really interested in you yeah. and you just can't, you know, you can't do it. At what point did you realize that the Teddy situation, that there wasn't any overcoming that on the beach, that you wouldn't be able to, you know, pursue any other relationship. Is that a conversation that you started having in your head, you know, multiple days prior, or was it in that moment with NC where she's begging you to stay that you realize I got to go? I think it was right after my date with NC. Um, Cause I'm like, dude, NC's great. Like this would have been, this would have been great, but something's like, I'm like, just not really here right now. I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know what to say or what to do. And I think I had a a conversation with Michael A and he was telling me about my pride and like, you know, just let go of your ego a little bit. Cause I think, um, I think that's what a lot of thing is. And just like, it didn't work out with you and Teddy or whatever. Um, does it mean like that's, I'm like, he's like trying to get me to go back to Teddy at this point. like, (laughs) Like, well, in my past relationships, um, I always go back to my exes. Like it's, it's been a thing. And I was like, bro, there's that. I'm like, that ship has sailed. I'm talking like this all the time. I'm like, there's no way I'm going back to her. Like there would never be like a, an instance. Like once she left, like she was gone. Uh, and you know, he starts telling me about having grace and he talks about having like his former relationship with his wife, um, how something had arrived and you know, he's, he had to eat his pride and he gave him like the best life of his, you know, that he could ask for. So I'm like, here we go Um, and then at that moment I was just like you know what maybe it wasn't maybe it was the environment maybe you know this was too much you know the pressure Uh, maybe if we were in a different situation I think that's kind of what's going through my head Um, and it didn't happen until NC NC's date and I thought me and NC had a great date I think had NC come down earlier uh, that would have been a whole different thing yeah it would have been so different because I, I might've been just as interested as her as I was in with Teddy. And, and I think that could have been, that could have swung things a little bit differently for us. Have you talked to either um, Teddy or NC since Paradise? Yeah. Well, me and NC are like, we, we, we'll slide up on, uh, on, on, on stories and we'll, we'll, we'll banter a little bit. We're good friends. Um, you know, I, I think Teddy's got, is in a relationship right now, so I'm, I'm not going to, 
try to conversate with her. Uh, yeah. We did we did have a conversation briefly after the show, but that was about it. Um, and I just said like you know, I think we're we're cool, we're cordial. Like uh, there's no ill will towards any, uh, each other. It's just you know something that just didn't work, and that's okay. I think um, you don't need to be standoffish or you know a jerk to each other. You know I, I don't I think we had a lot of fun on yeah. the show. Probably didn't see we laughed a lot. So um, I think we're good friends. I, I don't think anything of it. Um, NC and I, like I said, we hang, we, we talk a lot. We've hung out uh, after the reunion show. Like we're good friends. Um, I just, you know, she knows what the situation and, you know, how it happened. And I just want to make sure she knows that she's okay. Like there was nothing weird about the whole thing and everyone blew out of proportion. Like we were super drunk that night. Um, <laughs> Like, it was just a weird night. Okay. I have to ask, though, with NC, did she really say your name 872 times before letting you leave? Or was that a bit of, like, production maybe looping? Andrew, 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 Andrew. No, that was real. Uh, <laughs> that was real. But, I mean, hey, like I said, uh, she was she was uh, highly under the influence. Uh, we all were. Like, it, was, it was, like, it was late that night. It was, like, 5 a.m., and you know, I've already had like 13 white wines. We're on a dance floor. Like, this is this is the best time in Paris. Like, that that was the best day ever. I think we should do more group activities like that because we all were on like emotional high. So for it to like go sour was so disappointing because yeah, like, this was such a great time. Um, and now it's like a little damper on like um, on my like paradise experience because like that was literally the best day I've had when I was there. And for you to leave that night, too, it's, like, probably one of the last things that you were expecting. Like, you didn't go into that group activity thinking, in no. three hours, I'm leaving. No, I wanted to leave at the Rose ceremony. I wanted to be able to talk to NC and, uh, I, I, I guess, Justinia again to kind of let them know, like, where I was at and, you know, with everything. And, you know, I think uh, leaving at night, I, I don't like doing things wrong. Like, you either go home at a rose ceremony because that's how it's supposed to go. I'm not right. early exiting. Like that's just not how it goes. And I was very disappointed in how that happened. I, you know, I, when I do things, I want to do things to the fullest and I didn't even get to do that. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I have to imagine that like leave it. Yes. Leaving romantic connections is hard, but I feel like in that environment, leaving your friends would almost be harder. Did you feel that when you were getting ready to leave? They're like, well, what about, you know, Michael and Justin and all my other friends that are here, were you able to properly say goodbye to them? Um, yeah, I, I, as I, I made sure to say goodbye to those guys. Um, at the same time, like, you know, you get invested in other people's relationships and you want them to do well, but at the same time, you don't cross reference that with your goal being there. And I yeah. think my goal was always to be there to find love and, you know, as the time dwindled down with NC, it was like, all right, well, we're probably going to have to leave here as, you know, maybe a, a couple, but not like anything serious because you just got to be more realistic about it. And I think that's kind of how I maneuvered everything was just kind of seeing where I was at and how this could actually be correlated to the real world and how real we can get. Um, I didn't really care about the, the friendship there. When you find friendship, you, you know, you gravitate to some people more. Like me and Rodney were never that close. On the beach, we got extremely close. So, mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's friendship is great. You know, it's just, that's not the main goal being there. So, yeah. And I mean, you guys hang out all the time, like let's be honest, exactly. you guys I, are I always together. Times. You know, it's not like I won't see you next week or something. Like yeah. That. 
So although you didn't walk away with love, two of your very good friends did, Greg and Victoria. And I mean, I would just not be doing my job if I didn't ask about this. What was your relationship like with Johnny on the beach? Did you guys become friends there? Oh, yeah. I'm good friends with Johnny. Um, Same thing again. Like, you know, everyone's cordial. And I, I actually, Johnny taught me how to surf. Like, I'm good friends with them. I, I you know, I, I love their relationship that they had. And, you know, it just didn't work out. I think that's most important. Like, people got to understand, like, it's okay if it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we get wrapped up in, well, I got to hate this person now because, you know, this happened. And it's like, no, that's that's so wrong. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm good friends with all my exes. And a lot of people say that's weird. I just think it's. It's just not enough. You know, a lot of stuff that they've done for you and all the good moments, you think about that. Don't think about the very few bad moments that happen. And when you start to think about that, that's that becomes you. And then you become just this hatred person. And next you know, you're going to be in the same room. We're all in The Bachelor. So it's yep. like <laughs> we do the same events in what you get to stand in the corner. And not, you know, so I just yeah. make sure that, that those moments are not awkward. So. Yeah. And it's good. I think that, you know, the people in your circle don't make you choose sides, you know, like you got to be Johnny's friend or you got to be great. No, we're all adults. You really didn't have anything to do with it. You're just, you just so happen to be friends with both of them. I mean, looking back on it and having watched the season, knowing what you know now, do you think it was a mistake for Victoria and Johnny to get engaged there to begin with? No, I think, um, I think they were, they, you know, they felt something. They felt they were in the right spot to do so. Um, like I said, it, it was, it had nothing to do with Greg. I think it was their relationship. It just yeah. didn't work, you know, and, and you might hear a lot of the stuff that would happen in their relationship, not our business, but at the mm-hmm. same time, like that is not conducive, conducted to a really good relationship. So um, I think that's where you need to start looking at first before starting to involve other people, other parties, um, I always say that you got to look in the mirror first before you, you know, start looking for other things, point the finger at yourself first. That's just kind of how I've always been raised to you know, look internally and stop trying to look externally for, for reasons to why things didn't work. Yeah. So obviously we know you and Greg are very good friends. Whenever he and Victoria realized that there was a romantic connection between the two of them, did he confide in you about that? I mean, what were your guys' conversations like during that phase of their relationship? Um, well, I, I wanted, we, we always knew, like, you know, I knew everything. I know everything between him and whatever he has in his love life. Um, he calls me every day at 10 a.m. So, <laughs> so, like a staff meeting literally every day, 10 a.m. Every day. And I'm, I'm in Chicago. So it's, he's in, he's East coast. So it's like an hour early. So I'm 9 a.m. I'm like, bro, I'm just sleep. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so he tells me everything, and you know, I think the one thing that I just told him I was like, make sure um, everything's done with her and Johnny before you even try to put anything into this. You know what I mean? Uh, they were always good friends. That's the thing. Like they, like we met there. We met her like at least twice, and nothing came about. We were just, you know, they were just very good friends, and we would laugh, we would all hang out. Um, and I think that in this situation, once he said, he's like, man. Um, I like her. And I was like, all right, well, good for you. Um, make sure that everything is, you know, clear before I say, I even say, I even told him like, maybe even wait till after, you know, the show's over. And I, everyone had already known that they had broken up. And, um, we, I think he texted me. He was like, I want to go on a date with her. 
I was like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> the show's not over yet. I don't yeah. think anyone knows how it goes down. And it was like the last week. And then I, and then I saw Victoria at uh, AFR for, um, what do you call it? For Rachel and Gabby's. And I, they, and I just saw, and I saw her with Johnny and the dragon thing didn't happen. And I was just like, okay, well, you guys are still doing well, doing well. And you're like, yeah, we're working it out. I, I don't know how far it in. And then I heard a little bit more about the relationship after the like, uh, mm. And then like, I really started to put together like where they were at. And then the once, once Greg asked me that he was going to go on a date with uh, Victoria a couple weeks later. And he was just like, I was like, well, I heard, you know, it, it checks out. I think you're good. I had to do, I had to do my own research <laughs> yeah. before I could let him even flirt with the idea. So like, yeah. split, um, how it all happened. Yeah, you were looking out for his well Always, always. We always got each other's back, and I want to make sure he makes the smartest decisions. Uh, he always does that with me as well. I love that. I even went back and looked at your bio on the ABC website when you were on Katie season. And I thought this was like a weird full circle moment because this is one of the fun facts about you on the homepage. It says, Andrew S. loves to nerd out over ancient Rome and says that seeing the Colosseum in person was a dream come true. So I had to ask if you were in Greg and Victoria's ear when they chose to go incognito to Rome. No, 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 no. No, I, I was not. Um, uh, actually, I I just was like, I was like, bro, just make sure you wear a wig. <laughs> and I think he didn't wear a wig that day. And I'm like, bro, you have the most distinct look. <laughs> he does. <laughs> uh, and then, like, when like, there were pictures starting to come out, and I was like, bro, look at your legs, dude. Who's ever was going to know that your legs, bro? <laughs> yeah, that was very funny. You, Andrew, just so quickly became a fan favorite. Your spirit, your sense of humor, like I said, the way you handled conflict. We hear a lot from contestants, you know, that the pressure of the show can be a lot on you. How have you been able to maintain who you are, the spirit of Andrew, under all these high-pressure situations that are played out on national television where Bachelor Nation sometimes it can be hard to deal with everybody's opinion. How do you stay grounded in yourself? Uh, I've never changed who I am. Um, you know, I think a lot of the, a lot of people on the show have, uh, you know, not have these. It's it's almost like I would always use football as it was like a teaching point for me. So you know, football you have to go through the same things, and I have succeeded very well in football. So I've already known like what comes with all the other stuff, you know what I mean? Maybe expectation and meeting people or, you know, different following of, you know, people loving you, people hating you. Mm -hmm. So I think I've always been, you know, used to that stuff and I'm, I've been, you know, taught how to handle those situations. So I think a lot of it doesn't really affect me and I've just never changed. I've been the same since I was like 10. <laughs> uh, I think um, my, 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 my core values have always been the same. And I think, um, just bring it being able to be a light to some people is uh is all i really care about you know a lot of people they don't like me and a lot of people do like me and you know that's fine you know at the end of the day i gotta go home to me you know what mm -hmm. i mean they're not all sleeping in my bed you know <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> i have to deal with my own thoughts i have to deal with my own things um obviously not every not every moment's perfect for you at home and you don't feel the best all the time about yourself but you know you just keep trucking along and you're going to be all right. I think uh, you survive, you know, 100% of your worst days if you just keep 
waking up. Um, so that's that's all I have to do is never, you know, never too high, never too low, and um, just stay even keel and stay balanced with this, you know, because there can be some really high moments mm-hmm. with all this fame or whatever you want to call it, and there could be some really low moments. And I think it's important to not tilt either side. Um, and it's hard, especially the high moments. Um, you want to marinate and you want to roll in it as much as possible, but uh, you just got to bring yourself down. You got to be humble. And I've always been humble. Um, you know, I'm confident. Don't get that wrong. I'm, I'm confident, but I always try to remain humble. I love that. Andrew, when they announced Gabby and Rachel as a joint bachelorette, I know a lot of people had this theory, but I'm just going to say I think I had it first. You and Greg should have done a joint bachelor season. It would have been the best thing we've ever seen. Was it ever even discussed with you guys? Uh, No. Um, The only time we discussed being a bachelor was right after Katie's season. So I think me and him went through interviews for that, and uh, they decided another way. But other than that, no, nothing. Um, You know, I would just feel bad if I did a joint bachelor because, you know, he'd probably have, like, three girls compared to, like, 20. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he, it would just, it would just be they would all pick you what can you say no i just no, i think it would uh it would have been fun i think it would have been great i think we would uh we would have enjoyed that okay so what about a potential joint bachelor season with you and justin would you do that yeah uh I'd definitely be down to that um I, it just depends on you know where we're at relationship wise and, and our own uh in our own time. I just don't think they're, I think we're out of the loop. I think we're, no, we're now I'm, uh, I'm out of the loop now. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoy watching the new people come in and seeing how they handle everything. Cause it's, it's real fun ride. I know the first time we got off the show, it was honestly, we had a Beatles moment in Chicago. It was the craziest thing that ever happened. We were with all, it was like all five of us for the first time. And there's like a one really cool strip. Uh, it's called Old Town Bars in Chicago, and um, we we get there and we like just started a just a fact. I mean, people out of the bar hanging out, video out of the bar windows. There's people sprinting after us, girls fighting each other. It was the craziest moment. But um, but when that does happen, you know you you love you love it in the moment, and you you know you take it with a grain of salt as well, but I just know for the, the contestants coming up, it's going to happen. Like, people are going to recognize you. I mean, uh, we've never said no. I don't think any of us have ever said no to talking to people. Um, I think it's been awesome to meet people, but also some people are, some people are a little crazy. But, um, <laughs> yeah. You got to be careful in the streets. Andrew. Yeah. You yeah, got to be careful. <laughs> they're crazy people, but uh, no, I just want to encourage the contestants coming up uh, to, just enjoy that and to you know get interact with the with the people who are fans of the show because it's um they really care about it and that's one of the biggest things you have to realize is bachelor nation is bigger than uh pretty much any other other thing like yeah nfl people like I, my best my best friend plays for the, for the eagles we'll walk around anywhere and, and i'm the one getting noticed <laughs> you're like yeah you hear that <laughs> banging his head into people for you know <laughs> games out of the year so yeah uh, it's really funny Well, Andrew, before I let you go, I want to just play a quick game. These are called hot seat questions, okay? And they're not a lot of thought. It's just going to be the first thing that pops into your mind, okay? Okay. This was an overwhelming question that I got on my Instagram page. Everyone wants to know, what is your current relationship status? Single, taken, or complicated? 
Uh, we're complicated right now. <laughs> okay. Well, my next question kind of plays off of that. So has any of Zach's women slid into your DMs? Um, no, not slide, but I've had a conversation with a couple, yeah. Any romantic interest? Um, at this moment, no. Okay. You know who I ship you with? Who? Tasha Adams. You, I just saw her yesterday. That's crazy. <laughs> you two would be such a power couple. I feel <laughs> like you have the same vibrance. Like you both just, I, I told my producer this before you came on, like rays of sunshine, you and Tasha Adams. So if you have never, you <laughs> it's, know, it's a, that, it's a smile. She's got like this bright, super bright smile. So I, I get what you're saying. We, we both have this uh, very infectious, like, yes. to us. yeah, I see that. <laughs> I mean, shoot your shot, Andrew. She's a beautiful <laughs> woman. You're great. You guys would make beautiful babies and have a happy life together. We'll see. <laughs> okay, next question. What's one thing that happened on the Paraday speech that you cannot believe happened? You look back and say that was the craziest moment. Um, ooh, I don't... I, I, if anything, it was... I would say the conversation... With Jasenia, I can't believe that happened. That was <laughs> super random. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave yeah. it at that. Okay, what posters were on your bedroom walls growing up? Um, Vince Carter, uh, he's a basketball player. And I think it was, I want to say like Harry Potter. I think it might have been Harry Potter, yeah. Interesting choices. Okay, last one. And I know this is going to be hard for you. What is the best romantic comedy of all time, according to Andrew Spencer? Weirdly, everyone was just talking about this. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with. See, it's it's different. There's just there's levels to things, right? You know, like I have a comfort rom com movie that just like every time I watch it, just makes me feel good inside, feel good love story. Um, and that's Crazy Rich Asians. I think that's um, that's like one of my favorites. Great sure. movie. Um, and if, if it has to be like any rom-com that was my favorite, anything Adam Sandler's in, um, like, I think, I think they're all the same, but you just get super comedy and you get super romance and it's not a favorite of a lot of people. Um, but th that one, like just go with it. Wedding singer, 51st Wedding Day. singer, 51st dates. Yes. And blended. Right, you give me those movies. <laughs> I can watch them all the time. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for spending some time. I know my MPT audience is going to love it. I hope you have a great time in New York City. I hope you run into Tasha Adams, have a few drinks. I did yesterday. And fall in like, love. got to get dinner. I yeah. okay. I mean, hello. <laughs> We're well, out of Greg as well, so it wasn't just like a random like, oh, just you and me get dinner. No. <laughs> no, you can leave Greg at home because we're shipping you with Tasha. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Sounds Andrew. Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks again, you guys, for another amazing episode of MPT. Leave a review if you haven't. Like I said before, please, if you want to support your girl, sign up for the weekly newsletter, morganptalks.com. It's free 99. I sent you all the podcast links, the Patreon links, and some other goodies that I'm not going to tell you about now. Soft launch, TBD. Join us on the Patreon, Extra Pop, every Monday. Friday Bachelor Brain Dump comes out every Friday. We just love to chit chat, giggle, and gossip all the live long day. So let's do it. I'll see you later. Love you like a sis.
Ahura Media Production.